beginning at verse 13. Reading from the Amplified, it will be on the screen before you. And it reads as such in our hearing. Now when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They answered, it says, some says John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah are one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you yourself say that I am? Simon Peter replied, he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus answered him saying, blessed, happy, fortunate. To be envied are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood. Man has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I tell you, you are Peter, Greek, Petrus, a large piece of rock on this rock, Greek, Petra, a large use like Gibraltar. I will build my church and a gates of Hades, the power of the infernal region, shall not overpower it or be strong to it determined or hold out against it. Amen. 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 We are the church. This is our story. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, give preaching power. Lord, make it relevant. Allow us to see the relevancy of what the Spirit is saying. Lord, even now, give ears to hear, Lord, eyes to see, that we may capture what you are trying to teach us. Lord, speak. Lord, speak. Lord, speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I hope that you are beginning to capture the importance of what is happening here in our text. Not only does it set the tone for the disciples and the apostles, but it set the tone for the church. Jesus has drawn battle lines. He has basically went in front of the devil and said, I dare you. I double dare you. To cross the line because I have just given my church fighting orders and there's nothing that you can do about it. He, he, is, he is hoping that the apostles and disciples catch what he's saying because he is actually saying what I have given you to do, even all of hell can't stop. Yeah. Amen. I, I don't care what they try. 
I don't care what they throw at you from a corporate and an individual standpoint. What I have placed in you, not just now, but for the future, everyone that's going to be born again, if they get this, nothing will deter them or stop them from accomplishing the purpose that I have determined in them. If they get this and they stand on my truth, I have already issued orders and, and, and given them power that they will rise up, that they will come up, they will overcome and devil and all your imps. There's nothing that you can do about it. My, my, my question, my question on the table is this. Is this the attitude we live with? Is this really the perspective that we wake up every day and face the day with? Do we, do we understand that, that, that every day we're living in a spiritual realm? And, 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 that, and that there are spiritual consequences to whether we catch hold of who we are, what this thing is really all about. Uh, my, my, my question, have, has Satan took his violin and, 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 and has, has Satan gone longly by and made us fall asleep? And, and we don't understand that, that, that there's something in you. Talk, talk to your neighbor, say in you, in you, in you, in you, in you, in you. Because I, I don't want them to think I'm talking not about them. I'm talking about you. Yeah, yeah, talk to your neighbor again. Tell your other neighbor, say in you. There, there's something that God has placed in you that only you can bring out. That that is your purpose. That, that only you can be that the devil and all of hell is afraid, but they can't stop what God has placed in you. Yep, the last song, y'all say, glory. Touching your neighbor again, say, glory. What's this? There is glory in you. God has placed glory in you that not only will make you praise God, but will make people who see the glory in you praise God. And the devil is, is, is hell-bent not to allow the glory to come out of you because he knows that if people see the glory in you, they will come and get saved because of you. Oh, y'all got to get this. You got to get this. I'm not just talking about us collectively. I'm talking about you individually. I'm talking about you individually. And everything in your life has either been to stop you from becoming that are to propel you to become that. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch. I can take two seeds 
plant them right next to each other. Water them, they're in the same condition. I can use the same manure. I can use the same fertilizer to, to, to help strengthen them. I can water them and one will come up and get fruit and the other will lay dormant. Listen, same environment, same pressure, same, same soil. And, and there's a chance that one will lay dormant with this potential still on the inside and the other one will take hold of all that's been happening. Listen, listen. That is true for every one of us. <coughs> Don't you think that the devil was standing there when Jesus made this proclaim? Don't you think that the devil went and strategized and said, I'm going to stop every one of them? Don't you think that, that, that what's about ready to happen to the church in the infant stage is the devil trying to stop them? Don't you think that the devil wanted to kill the church at the beginning? So don't you think that the persecution that they went through, that God could have stopped it, but he used it? I need y'all to think with me today because I want you to put your life into perspective because I hate to say this, but I got to say this. Some of us has allowed our past to hinder our future. And, and, and I want us to understand today to get a different mindset to say that, that what God allowed, he really allowed it to to catapult me and, and into what God has for me. But I make the decision whether I'm going to lay dormant or, I, or, or, or I'm going to come up out of all the, 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 the fertilizer. You do know that fertilizer is manure. You do know that, don't you? You do know that, don't you? But, but I'm going to use it to, to propel me I'm going to step up into what God has for me. Somebody said, how are you getting this from this? Well, did you know that the book of Acts is the book that, that tells us what happens to the church after Christ went up to heaven? Listen, 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 listen. I can summarize the whole Bible with, with, with Genesis, which is the book of beginning that shows us how God started the whole thing. Then after the book of Genesis, it shows that most of the world forgot God, so God picked out a man named Abraham. And through Abraham, he said, I'm going to set you apart because you followed me. So therefore, I'm going to let you have children, and your children are going to become a big family. But when you go down into the Egypt experience, the family is going to become a nation. And I'm going to bring you out of Egypt as a nation and you as a nation gonna experience that I am God when the rest of the world have forgot that I am God and then I'm gonna deal with you as a nation I know you're gonna backslide I know you're gonna go worship other gods but I'm gonna keep on dealing with you because I got a seed planted in you I got a seed that got to come up 
And regardless of what you do, my seed is going to come up. And in the proper time, at the right time, when it was the right time Jesus was born out of the nation of Israel, because when Jesus was born, he was the seed to bless the rest of the world. So the gospel now, the Old Testament deals with him bringing up his seed, preparing the nation to deal with his seed, but the gospel shows the seed. I got to hear that. The gospel is the story of Jesus, the Messiah, that was prophesied about that he was going to come. So the four gospels tells us the story of God incarnated, God taking on human flesh, the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Waymaker. God became man to save us from ourselves. Okay. Then after the gospel comes the book of Acts. Acts is the historical story of what Jesus set in place with the church. See, now it's not God working through Jesus. It's God working through his church. His church in Greek me Elkasia called out once. Those called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So now the church is on the forefront. So the picture now is Satan trying to stop the church and God using the church to glorify himself. Listen, Acts is just the beginning of it because the church story is still continuing with you and I. Somebody said, yeah, but what about the letters, the epistles? They are instructions to the church how to operate as the church. They are individual instruction saying, now that you are the church, this is how you need to operate in a world that don't like the church. This is how you be who you are while you're down on earth. This is how you fulfill your assignment while you're down here. Then he goes to Revelation, and Revelation tells us the end of our story and lets us know no matter how bad it gets, we win at the end. Uh, we ought to get a shot on that. We win at the end. In Matthew 28, and we call it the Great Commission, what Jesus is really saying when he has resurrected and he's standing before his disciples and he says, all power has now been given unto me. They are in Galilee. It's them. He shows up. And he echoes these verses, these words to them in this next verse. And this is why he says it. He said, now that I have become one of you, you are in me and I in you. Now watch this. In my experience and my victory is now being passed down to you. Next verse. Listen, he came up and said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. What he's saying is, he said, he said I, I dropped down low 
but now I'm being lifted up. He said, he said but, but when I am lifted up, I'm not being lifted by myself. Everyone that is in me and will be in me, the source of their power and authority is me. So therefore, next verse, I'm giving you power to go. Wait a minute. We are behind enemy lines. The devil is against us. And you're telling us to go. He said, oh, don't worry about your enemy. I got him in check. I told you that give it on to me of power and authority. So when you go in my name, you're not going by yourself. And you're not going by your own authority. But I have empowered you to go and take dominion. I have empowered you to be all that I have called you to be. I'm not saying he won't try to stop you. I'm not saying he won't cause trouble. But I'm saying I don't care what manure he throws your way. It's going to become fertilizer in your life. And it's going to compel you, provoke you to be. Which means then that you and I have to look at what we've gone through from a victorious perspective. We got to look at it as though I'm going to plant my seeds until God bring about my fruit. I'm going to trust God, not understanding what he's up to. I may not like what I'm going through, but the bottom line is God is up to something. I don't know what he's up to, but I'm trying to. I could preach this all day. I'm trying not to. Ephesians 1, 19 and 23. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 and 23. Now watch, watch this, watch this, watch this. He said, I'm going to read it for now, Papa. So that you can know and understand. Look what, look what Paul was writing. So that you, you Christians, can know and you cannot attain what you do not know and understand. You cannot walk in what you do not know and understand. The children of Israel, the promised land was already theirs. And they did not really conquer all of it. Because they did not walk by trusting God's word. My God, you know what this is telling me? That unless I begin to get an understanding what God says in his word and believe it, I can be saved and still miss out on my purpose. Let me read on. He says, he says, so I'm not you, that you may understand what is, now this is an oxymoron because he, he wants us to know and understand what cannot be understood. What is the immeasurable, the unlimited, the surpassing greatness of his power in the force? That's what he's saying. He said, God is not just powerful. He's all powerful. 
He said his power is immeasurable. It's unlimited. You know what that means? It keeps on going and going and going and going and going. You know what that means? That means that, that God's power is to the extent there's no end to it. That's hard for, for us to get our minds around because everything we know from a human sense have a measurement. It can be counted. There's a beginning and the end. When it comes to God who is infinite, it means that there is no ending. Very important because for you to understand this. Why? Because that means that there is nothing big to God. Amen. Have you ever heard, heard somebody say, I only go to God for the big thing? To God, there is no big thing. So you might as well give him everything. Listen, listen, listen. It takes no more power for God to heal a cold than it is to raise up the dead. God ain't sweating on neither one of them. So, 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 so if, if God has extended towards you, listen, with your name on it, that type of power, then why will we not tap into it? What that tells me that I don't have to lose my mind over my trouble. Well, that tells me then that you don't have to be worked, stressed out, and worried out, and, and going crazy. You don't have to pull out your head. You don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to be upset. And listen, if, if, I, if we are in Christ and Christ is in us, then that means that no matter what the enemy throws our way, there's enough grace and power to keep us. Hold on, wait a minute. And the devil even had to ask permission to bring it. Sit in a class and someone asked this, or, or sometime atheists will ask this question to be funnel Christians. Well, if God is all powerful and he can do anything, since he can do anything, can't he make a rock that even he can't pick up? <laughs> don't, don't get too stuck on that. Because the question, the answer really is, the character of God prevents God from making a rock too big for him to pick up. Somebody said, what you mean by that? Our God is a God of purpose. He don't do anything having a godly purpose to it. So God would even think of making a rock too big for him to pick up because there's no godly purpose to it. Which means then if God is a God of godly purpose, everything that has come your way must have some purpose to it. The devil may have meant it to kill you, but God allowed it to prepare you. I know you've been through some stuff, but God allowed it, determining that if you allow him to use what you've been through, what you've been through will catapult you into your destiny. There's purpose on the inside that needed you to go through something. And if you give it to Jesus, he'll take whatever it is and use it to glorify his name through you. I don't know how he does that, 
And we can allow the negativity of our past to hold us down. And that is exactly what Satan has determined. Oh, we can let go, forgive it, and say, Lord, use it. Lord, take me where you want me to be. It almost killed me. But since it almost killed me, you must got something in store for me. If the devil tried this hard and kill me, he must be afraid of me. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. Somebody didn't hear that. Because I expected a greater yet than that. Listen, listen, listen. If the devil tried that hard to kill you and mess you up, he must know something about you that you don't see yet. And he's afraid that if you ever get loose and walk into who God has called you to be, you got to tear his kingdom up. Some of y'all was preemies, almost died in your mother's belly. But God, some of you been mistreated from the day you was born. But God, some of you went through hell and high water. But God, some of you almost didn't make it, but you're still here. But God, there's something in the future for you. Listen to what this verse is saying. It says, it says, it says, it says, the greatness of his power in us and for us who believe. Not only do I have to believe that Jesus raised and died for my salvation, we have to believe that there's something more to my story. That, that there's some things that's yet to be revealed. You got to trust God in spite of your present circumstance that God is still up to something. Listen, you got to get to the place you refuse for the seeds inside of you to die dormant. And listen, and when we get off track, when we get out of God's will, when we start acting like everybody else, you killing your own seed. Let me go on. Watch this, watch this. As demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule, all authority, all power, and dominion over every name that is named, above every title that can be confirmed, not only in this age, but in the world also, in the age that, that in the world, which are the come. You know what he's saying? He says, it's all about Jesus. Now watch this. Watch this. He said, it don't get no higher. Amen. Don't get no bigger. Amen. But watch this. He said, but, but understand, not only did he lift Jesus, he lifted you. Yeah. 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 
That's what we walk in. That is what is on the inside of us. That's, that's the power God has extended towards us so that no matter what the world, the fallen world, no matter what fallen people, no matter what the devil and all his ills and demons try to do, watch this, that, that it can't stop you from rising up to be what God has called you. Some of us are allowing the lie of the past to dictate how high we fly. And the devil is saying, that's right. Uh-huh. Let me go on. What's this? What's this? He has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universe and supreme head of the church. The headship exercised through, listen, his power is exercised through the church, which is his body. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. You, you got to see this picture. Not too long ago, I guess it's been about three years now. You know, love Romans, read Romans all the time, you know. But, but, but about three years ago, I saw something in the last chapter of Romans I never saw before. And what it said is, is this. It says, it says, and Satan is up under his feet. I said, wait a minute. He's up under Christ's feet, but the body of Christ is the church. So if, so if his head, listen, the position of Satan right now to the church is we got our foot on his head. Oh, y'all don't get it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, That's what I'm saying. Listen, the, the position of every Christian is not that you're running from the devil, but you're standing on his head. Listen, 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 listen. Have not been given permission to crush his head right now, but you, but you are actually got your foot on his head. Now, 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 let me ask you a question. If you, are you scared of, no, I won't ask that question. Let me ask, Glenn, you was in the Marines. Don't, 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 don't mess up my illustration. Would you be scared of a snake that you got your combat boots on and you're standing on his head? Why wouldn't you be scared of him? Huh? Huh? Okay, let me, let me, okay, cool. Let me ask anybody else. Are you? Now don't. Those of you that are scared of snakes regardless, I'm not talking to you. I, I'm talking to those who understand your position. And if you got your foot firmly on his head, and he can't move, don't that take, don't that take the fear away? Now watch this. Because he's also a constrictor, he may wrap his tail around your leg. But watch this. You, but, but you know what you do? Amen. If he does, you know what you need to do? You need to apply some pressure to his head. 
now, 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 now it's a contest. You may have got my leg, but I got your head. And if I apply enough pressure on your head, you're going to let go of my leg. The problem with some of us, we're not applying enough pressure on his head. You're not, you're not, 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 not he's going to rap. But what you need to do is pray more, praise more, come to church more, study the word more, get more determined. The more you mess with me, the more I am determined to tell the story. There is a pattern in the book of Acts. There's a pattern in the book of Acts of, of, of how God is working with the church. And as I look at this pattern, I said, my God, this pattern is not just how God works it from a, 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 a corporate, collective standpoint, but Lord, this is the pattern you use with us individually. You allow things to happen. But in the happening of stuff, you glorify yourself even more. Every time the devil make a move, you make another move. And your move is greater than the move that the devil just made. Look, every time he tries something, you show up even greater than before. Watch, watch, run with me, run with me through this. I'm going to skip through a lot of verses, okay? And I, I just want to get to our, to our point. I want to get to our point. Look at Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. Acts chapter 8, 1 through 8. This, 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 the church is being scattered because they're being persecuted. Here, they, they were having an awesome good time being together. But remember, God had already told them, go to Judea, Samaria, and then to the other most part of there. But you know, you know how we are. When we're having a good time together, we want to stay. Right? Yeah. Don't want to move. And God sometimes has to bring pressure to make us move out of what we are comfortable in, put us in an uncomfortable position in order for us to grow. It's called growing pains, y'all. I hate to say it, but some of us been too comfortable too long. Listen, and, and, and after a while, the what we used to do ain't working no more. And instead of moving, we want to stay right there and hold on to dead things. If this dead is dead, let it go. Here, let me, Saul, who, who means big, he's going to become Paul, that means small. He is scattered in the church. He is, he, is, he is determined that this cult is going to be stopped. He is determined that, 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 that he's going to stop these folks. Listen, he got consent. I mean, listen, when, when they went to, to Stone Stephen, 
Paul who is in authority because the boy is bad. The boy is the up-and-coming superstar. Nobody matches Saul, who is Paul in your understanding. Nobody matches him in intelligence. Nobody matches him in zeal. Nobody matches him in, in knowing the history of the Jewish people. He is what you call the next LeBron James, the next Michael Jordan, the next coming alive, the next superstar. He's on the front page of everything. Everybody talking about him. I mean, this boy know he's larger in charge. So, of course, when something is going to mess up his future, he is determined to, to, to stamp it out. You know what? God specializes in saving folks that nobody else want to put up with. Don't ever give up on a loved one. Don't ever give up on, on someone you think is ungodly. Matter of fact, let me be honest with you. A lot of times, it looks different than what is really happening. Let me, let me speak to some folks. Your child, your grandchild, your, your loved one may get worse before they get better. You know why? Because when God is working on the human heart, you don't see progressive change on the outside. What you see them fighting on the outside, but they're fighting against God on the inside. Because when he gets ready to save Paul in, 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 in Acts chapter 9, God asked him a question. He said, why have you been kicking against the goal? I, I, I've been poking at your conscience. When you heard Stephen preach, when you saw these Christians who are dying for the faith, you thought that, 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 that they, they stupid, but you knew that they saw something that you didn't see. You saw that they had a joy and a peace that you don't got. Here you are, the up-and-coming superstar, and these folks that don't know what you know got what you don't have. And it's me that's been trying to get through your defenses, but you kept on trying to parry me off. But I want you to know, Paul, I got you now. Listen, I hate to say this, but sometimes God will pick the worst to save so that when he saved them, nobody else got an excuse. Listen, after God saved Saul, and Saul called his name Paul. See, he used to be big. Now he said, I'm small. Okay? Listen, he was so bad to the Christian church that when God saved him, nobody else had an excuse. Yeah, y'all yeah, hear me? I mean, he picked the church number one enemy, saved him, made him preach the word, when he started preaching, even Christians didn't believe that he got saved. So now, everybody else who said, I'm too bad to get saved, they looked at Paul and said, you can't say that. If God could save him, I remember when, 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 when God saved me, and, and I, I forgot where I was at some point. I heard these, these guys that knew me, and, and I heard one say, you know what, they said, Tracy's saved now. 
I heard one say, nah, he ain't saved. He's still doing all the stuff he used to do. I don't know as a guy amplified what they were saying so I could hear. I just smiled because I had guys give me bags of stuff. Say, here, man, you can have the whole thing. Whatever you want, man. I, I still got folks who, who, Tracy, Pat, not Tracy. Not Tracy. Not Tracy. Shut up, Kenny. You louder than anybody, amen. Enough, okay? Enough. Enough already. Stop, okay? You done made me lose my point. But the point is, he purposely, so that when folks look at you and see you, they say, if he saved you, then I know he can save me. If he touched you, there must be something real about him. My God, God is working in the background. But when he gets through working in the background, he is raising you and I so that he can get glory from your life. There's glory in you that you got to let God bring out of you. The problem is that sometimes he allows situations to crush us because unless he crushed the outside, the inside won't show up. Listen to me. Watch this, watch this. Watch, watch, watch how he, he operates. Acts chapter 8, verse 26 and 39. I'm not going to go through the verses. It's going to come back. Philip is one of the deacons. The church is scattered. Philip is now in the midst of a revival. I mean, folks are getting saved by, 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 by the hundreds. I mean, God has poured out his spirit, and the spirit speaks, the angel of the Lord speaks to Philip and says, I want you to leave what I'm doing here. I want you to go down Gaza. And down Gaza, I want you to stand by the road because I got something. Listen, he's standing there, and it looks like nothing is happening. Know what God would do? He would move you away from everybody else. And sometimes that's when God is doing his greatest work. Oh, yeah, 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 I need to hear me. It's, it's when he's not saying nothing. It's, 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 when, it's when it's no lightning, there's no thunder. See, some of y'all think that something always got to be happening. So Sometimes you need to sit down and be quiet and allow God to do a deeper work inside of you to prepare you for the next move he got for you. Sometimes God will isolate you and, and he got you all to himself because unless he prepare you for the next level, you can't withstand what God has for you to do. So, so is there anybody isolated? Is there anybody in the desert? Is there, like, watch this, watch this. He's standing there and the next thing he knows is that there's this 
this person on the chariot, and God says, join the chariot, and the person is reading the scroll of Isaiah, and it got to the place, I mean, orchestrated, 53, that talks about him being the suffering servant, and he asked him a question, said, is this him talking about uh, Israel or what? And he said, no, it's talking about Christ. Let me explain, but let me explain this eunuch. This eunuch is a high-ranking eunuch from the empire of the Ethiopians. The Ethiopians at this time had a, dust, had a dynasty for years, hundreds of years, and it was female leaders. He is over the treasure of Queen Candace, who is the, I think it's the great-great-granddaughter, the great-great-great-granddaughter of Queen Sheba, who visited Solomon. Y'all need to hear me? Listen, listen. See, Queen Sheba heard about Solomon, and when she heard about him, she went back to Ethiopia and set up the Jewish religion in Ethiopia. Let me let me let me let me speak to somebody. See, see, Africa was not originally Muslim. It was originally Christian. But Muhammad was a warrior who came after Christ. And as he expanded his kingdom, just like ISIS is doing now, you either died or became Muslim. So, so to my black brothers and sisters who wants to go back to the motherland and pick up the mother religion, you're in the right place. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. To those who said, I want to go back to Africa and pick up the Africa of our people, of religion of our people, it was Christianity. Listen. Listen, watch this, watch this, watch this. When he gets saved, get baptized, guess what he does? He take it back. And then Ethiopia begins a Christian dynasty under Candace. Because now he teaches them what else took place through Jesus Christ. But my brothers and sisters, look what God is doing. He is spreading the word. That was not a happenstance. That was on purpose. God does things on purpose. Say this again. God does everything on purpose. The break, do you think that Philip understood what he was doing by talking to one man? But by talking to one man, it spread throughout the empire. Do you think that, that Jesus went into Samaria where Jews didn't go to talk to one woman? He did that on purpose. So when he talked to her, she talked to everyone. Don't you think, don't you see him crossing over into a Gentile nation to get this man called Legions who got demons in him so that he could meet Jesus, so that Jesus could deliver him. And when he said, I want to go with you, he said, no, stay here and tell everybody about what God has done for you. My question is this, didn't God reach into your mess, pulled you out? 
Do you think he just did that to save you? Or do you think he got purpose in you that you could tell somebody and that he will put you on a platform so that you can minister to others about the good things he has done for you? What I'm saying is this. Let me wrap this up. This is what I'm saying. Everything in our lives have been orchestrated to get us to a place where the glory of God shines through us. Let me say that again. We do not yet see what he's about ready to do in your life when you let him have his way in spite of what you've been through. Let me say it in a different way. I'm going to come at you at different angles. The more you've been through, the more anointing you have, the more hurt you've been through, the more God wants to use you. God would take everything you've been through to bring up out of you what he placed in you, and there's nothing that the devil can do about it. Ah, oh, y'all, 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 y'all need to come on. Y'all need to come on. Listen what I'm saying. Listen what I'm saying. Listen, do you think that God would allow anything to happen to you that he wasn't able to use? I tell you the place I had to come to. I had to come to the place of saying, Lord, I trust you with my past. Oh, y'all gotta hear me. I can't explain why. But Lord, I'm asking what? I'm not asking why no more. I'm asking what? Listen, listen, listen. See, I may not understand the why. But if he shows me the what, the why no longer makes any difference. Oh, uh, y'all, y'all need to hear me. Walk with me now. Come on. I'm, I'm almost done. Unless y'all go there with me, I won't quit. (laughs) So come on now. Listen, listen, listen. When God so transcends and brings glory in your life and out your life using what you've been through to the place that it makes you say, Lord, you using me. Like this? Lord, you're allowing the power and anointing to be on me? And God would say, because of what you've been through, I'm able to elevate you because you've been through a lot. It enables me to use you a lot because you have given me your pain. You have given me your hurt. You have allowed me to still get the glory in spite of what you've been through. And because you came to me and gave me all of your hurt, watch me lift you. Watch me use you. In fact, I want you to tell your story so that when folks look how far he brought you, they will be amazed how I kept you. Matter of fact, when you see how high I lift you from where you started from, even you 
amazed. Matter of fact, the first thing out of your lip would say, oh, no, he didn't. Matter of fact, when, 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 when I get through with you, you won't ask me why. You say hallelujah. When you, when you see that I took everything you've been through and I squeezed out of it glory for myself and that what you've been through going to help multitude others, you're going to lift up both hands and give God praise. You're going to say to yourself, I'm not worthy of what God has done through me, but I thank him that he picked me to get the glory through. I thank him that he gave me a platform to tell my story. I don't like what I've been through, but I thank him that he chose me. Hallelujah. somebody and they said this to me they're going through a whole lot of pain and they said when I get there I'm going to ask them why Spirit said, Spirit said don't say anything because in my heart I said no you won't but my prayer for him is this Lord in the midst of all this indescribable hurt and pain. Show, so show yourself that you transcend, that you bigger and beyond what he's gone through. That even in the midst of his hurt, when he looks up and see you, that even the that he's going through will lessen because the glory of seeing you will help me to explain Lord. help me to explain listen if your pain make you look up then your pain is worth it oh oh I think I need to explain that just a little bit See, see, most of the time, we're looking down. Most of the time, we're looking out. But, but God, sometimes, got to allow the pain that, that when you don't get no relief from looking down, when you don't get no relief from looking out, the only thing you got left is to look up. But if you look up enough, leading and depending, on him. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. Jesus yeah. will show up. Yeah. I'm telling you, he'll come riding down on the cloud. I'm telling you, he'll come in your heart. I'm telling you, look up. Look up. Look up above the hills. We're coming for help. For our help. Our help. Coming from the Lord. Shoulders down. Son, I got you. Son, I love you. I would not have allowed you to go through what you've been through 
unless I was able to keep you. You don't understand the devil been trying to kill you, but I'm going to use the very things that he used to try to kill you to promote you. The devil is a liar and the truth ain't in him. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to make him sorry that he ever messed with you. I know what you've been through, but when I get through lifting you, the devil going to look at you and praise me himself. When, when, when I get through with you, folks that talked about you, that scandalized you, that abused you, that used you, they're going to come back to you to get what you got. Matter of fact, I'm going to send you back to save folks that used to make fun of you because I'm going to put in you so much of my glory, so much of myself, that when they see you walking down the street, your head is up. You got to strut to your walk. Your hands are lifted. There's praise to your talk. And they're going to know ain't nobody, ain't nobody, ain't nobody, ain't nobody did that for me. Is there praise in the house? Is there praise in the house? That's the story of the church. That's your story. That's your story. That's our story. The question is, do we receive it or not? It's not whether it's true or not. It's true. The question is, do you believe it's true for you? Oh, gotta get this. Gotta get this. Gotta get this. Many times, it's easier for us to believe it for somebody else. We can see it in somebody else. We know it for somebody else. But the hard thing is, can you believe that for you? Can you receive that for you? Can you press your way up through all you've been through and see that the devil tricked you? The devil tried to destroy you because he's afraid of what's in you. It's the glory on the inside that God's trying to release on the outside so that you and people around you will give him the praise. That is your story. That's my story. That's it. Now watch this. We can either believe God's master plan for us or believe what the world says about us. We can either believe God's master plan for us or believe our past. We can either believe the voice of God are all the other voices that are speaking to us. Yes, sir. 
Listen, if you're a Christian, you're planted, but are you going to allow him to bring you up? Don't look at me with that tone of voice. Listen, why? Because what I'm preaching is the overall picture of the church. And when he does it, he does it right. When he lives, can't nobody stop it. When God shows you his glory, Nothing else even matters. Oh, I seen folks. But they would say, whether he healed me or not. Hallelujah. Glory. And I said, I said, I said, I said, you seen something. They would say, I seen his glory. I said, wait a minute. You mean to tell me his glory is good enough in what you're going through? That even if he don't bring you out of what you're going through, that you still saying glory? And they would be in a sick bed glorifying God because they said, I seen his glory. Wait a minute. His glory is so good that it can keep you even if he allows the cancer to take your body. You mean to tell me that whatever he did in your spirit is better than what? I want to know. Is there a hallelujah in the house? Hallelujah! Hallelujah!